CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Brian David Marshall. Michael J. Flores, how are you? I'm feeling a little foolish right now, actually. <laughs> and the reason is... You look like a damn fool, to be honest. Yeah, we're, we're sitting underneath an umbrella. <laughs> but it's not raining. The umbrella... <laughs> it's a blue umbrella, so... Uh, it's a it, smart umbrella. It has the power of the islands and the sky, etc. This umbrella... is to defend us from the wind. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, people are looking by, they're like, yo, why are these dum dums under the umbrella? It's not raining. Except they didn't say dum dums. Uh, so what did they say? Did you listen closely? Uh, it, was, it was profane. It was like New Jersey, ho- old school Hoboken cursing. Yeah. You know, since before all these hipsters showed up. Yeah. Like Sinatra era cursing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can't even drink your coffee and record at the same time. Because I'm using one of my hands to hold up the stupid umbrella. It's not actually that windy right now. You can probably... All right, I'm putting the umbrella away. Shut the umbrella, but you know. For now. Okay. That, you heard that sound. That was the sound of me snapping, snapping down the umbrella. It's a smart umbrella, like Brian said. Yeah, I don't really... It looks stupid. Because <laughs> it's all you. inverted. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like a that Axis white card. It just flips life totals. Oh, very it flips good. Flips its perspective. Well, which nice segue, Mike. Oh, so this is the Top A Magic podcast, and this is our, you know, semi-annual episode. <laughs> to discuss it feels like we only show up when a new set. The out new now. white cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like like when I was growing up, we had lots of like the start of encyclopedia sets, like <laughs> AA <laughs> to AR, you know, and then maybe AR to AZ. You know, it's funny. Most of our listeners are like, what's an encyclopedia? Why would you only have the start of an encyclopedia? I mean, I understand, right? Like, I I, I can think of some of our listeners. Okay, the wind is picking up right now. Yeah. That's I think I should, you don't sorry, think sorry, we should bring the okay. umbrella? Okay. Okay. Um, so, Ixalan. We're here to bring the wind. We're going to break the wind. Yeah, exactly. Name the wind. Okay. Ixalan. White cards. All right. So, uh, what noise do dinosaurs make? Are they like, are they like chirp? They're birds, right? They're like chirp, chirp, chirp. Uh, I mean, I have a pterodactyl. They sound a lot like those small children. That child has a Tiger Shulman T-shirt. He's like a fierce karateka. Yeah. So I think he's more of a. But I don't think that's what a dinosaur sounds like. A dinosaur is like a bird. Yeah. So, but we're gonna start with a vampire soldier. Ooh. Uh, set starts off with a Danto Vanguard. It's 1W for a 1-1 Vampire Soldier. Uh, as long as the Danto Vanguard is attacking, it gets plus 2, plus 0. So a 3-1 attacker. And then the ability pay for life. A Danto Vanguard gains indestructible at the end of turn. This is like a remarkably not shitty card, I think. <laughs> right? Like... I, you know, right? it's so funny. Like, it's like, this is one of the cards I was like, Mike's going to kind of like this card. Yeah, it's like... Like, I don't know. Like, I mean... This ain't no glory bound initiate. Okay, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Okay. <laughs> but it is like remarkably not shitty. Right? Like so just just sake of argument. Let's say you're getting attacked by like a five power creature, right? That doesn't have trample. Yeah. Like putting, Which because people play those all the time in standard. I mean, yes. I'm just, I'm, yeah. just yes. this is just an example, of right? Of course. You could block that creature 
and then make your guy indestructible. Keep him to gain, basically gain one life next turn, right? You know? Yeah. That's a thing you could do. Also, like, uh, one toughness three power creature that you can pay to not die. Like, think about it like this, right? Let's say, like, I'm attacking this into, like, a 2-1 or something, even a 1-1. One, one. That's a good trade for most people most of the time. But, like, would they even put their guy in front of it if you're just going to pay for a life and keep it? This is a not not um mana cost ability right right so not mana cost is like one of the the secret superpowers of magic the gathering i think Adonso vanguard is it is remarkably not shitty <laughs> like it is it good uh other other things where this all right it's definitely could... wind is coming up we're gonna have to be dumb dumbs okay i think so part of it is i really just want to hold really up the umbrella with no rain it. yeah I wish it could contain sounds. Okay. <laughs> we could move. Uh, one of the things that's interesting with <laughs> we this could move. Come is, on, um, you know, with a card like, I mean, not that you're going to play these two cards in the same deck, but like, let's just say you had a Fumigate. Is that a Los Bros Herma uh, Hernandez t-shirt? It is. Jesus Christ. With a magic hoodie, I think the Venn diagram is exactly me. I am the sliver of that Venn diagram. That is a, a well-illustrated t-shirt. Um, but you could play Fumigate. Yeah. Right. Pay for life. Keep your guy. Gain some life yeah. from some of the other creatures that are dying. And then attack. Bash. Just as an example of, of something you... I mean, like, you know, if there was some... Can you only use this ability once per turn or any number of times? You can use it any number of times. So if somebody mind slavers you with this in play, yeah. that's bad yes. times for Brian. Yeah, you, you need to get yourself under four. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because they can't make you pay life you don't have. Oh wow, yeah. This is. A you need to get to three very quickly. This is a tough, tough. Uh, uh what could, you do actually? So like, if you think there's a, if there's a, vamp a vampire tribal deck. I think it could just be like a white weenie deck, right? Do yeah. we have like some, like just some cheapies that you can play? Like you like sixteen planes, like lost Le lost legions landing or whatever, and a bunch of guys and just in. Is that a thing? It might be a thing. Right, like maybe 20 planes with like Gideon 3. Like I, serious, I don't know, something like that. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what else, see what, what else is out there. But you you have this as a card, like, ah. could I have this, I rate this officially as, could be. All right. <laughs> could be. Uh, Ashes of the Aberrant, uh, 1W for an enchantment. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or activate abilities of cards in graveyards because Wizards doesn't like me to have any fun. And then it also has, whenever a creature dies, you gain one life. So, it's uh, this is a really weird card. It has like two very different abilities on it. One of the abilities is like way worse Screw than- Screw Brian's commander deck. Way worse than Rest in Peace. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the other ability is way worse than Goblin Bombardment, right? <laughs> like, but I think I like the second ability enough that I would actually think about this card's kind of interesting. Like we've certainly seen um, Council uh, of the Authority. Is that what it is? The, the Authority of the Council. Authority of the Council. Thank you. Uh, we've certainly seen that card make a, a pretty big impact in standard. Yeah. Uh, in light of the red decks, I mean, this sort of it's like just <clears throat> you get them coming and going. This you know this is gets them going. Is there is there any abilities from the graveyard? that we would want to hose with this? Uh, well, there's there's Eternalize. How about every single, uh, uh, not flashback, what are they called? Right. Uh, can't cast, yeah, you can't cast your Aftermath cards. Yeah. Um, I don't think 
it affects. It doesn't affect Gift of the Godfathers. No. Because uh, that ability it says is not players from the can't graveyard. cast spells from graveyards or activate abilities of cards in graveyards, but you, you certainly couldn't, for example, activate your uh, Genesis. Yeah. Okay. Or, or like cast like a deep analysis from right. the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or Dawn for Dust Till Dawn or yeah. Struggle to Survive. So or, I think this is a, it's an interesting card. I think it's probably playable. Yeah. It seems playable pretty like it's gonna there'll be the right week where you want two or three of these in your sideboard. Yet the Scorpion God ignores this, right? I'm sorry, the, the sorry, the Scarab God. Scarab God does ignore this. Yeah, so if we were gonna make a graveyard hoser to stop, let's say, the most prevalent ubiquitous and powerful <laughs> graveyard effect and the second most powerful graveyard effect we choose one that doesn't affects neither yeah i think you just want scavenger grounds for that one right so yeah but like scavenger grounds is a one-time use both god pharaoh's scavenger, gift. Grift, scavenger grounds is not a one-time use scavenger grounds just asks you to sacrifice a desert so you can you could do oh, that it's multiple like times unending number of deserts okay, yeah 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 you could do that you can do that multiple times i mean uh, just for that ability, I've been abrading people's artifacts <laughs> instead of dealing with their graveyards. Uh, but then I left my deserts for pinging them for two. <laughs> but it all it all works out in the end. So ashes is a card. I think that's an okay card. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be like. It doesn't seem. Amazing it's not staple. No, yeah. it's like a maybe a sideboard card probably. Right. Unless horse tribal maybe would want it. Like, <laughs> well, horse tribal. I'm trying to think. Like, anytime a creature dies. Like, maybe if we had a... Oh, it's, it doesn't require you to be a creature creature. It could be also a token creature, right? Sure, yeah. So you could have, like, some sort of... Uh, is, is that stockpile still legal, or is that... Oh, yeah, it is. Hidden, uh, maybe it's not. Hidden stockpile? Yeah, like that yeah, might be... I think be that's a, gone. Okay, so that doesn't work. But if there's some sort of token producers where you can sacrifice on your opponent's turn to trigger horse tribal, you might want to do that. Right, I'm trying to remember what's that. Don't look. You're not allowed to look. That's not within the purview. Okay. Uh, Axis of Mortality. Four RR. Uh, four RR. Four WW. For another enchantment. This one is at the beginning of your upkeep. You may have two target players exchange life totals. This is kind of weird, also, in that it's a continuous. It's like just. It's a poly enchantment. All right. So. <laughs> you could do this multiple times over the course of the game. It's a six casting cost card that has to wait till you untap to do anything and it might do nothing i'm gonna go with a hard pass on this yeah. one this is this is a commander card if there ever was one yeah um you know lots of things you have multiple formats where people are you know gaining tons of life you could steal that from them so you can I, give them your low life, life total i think the greatest application is probably i'm at four you're at three you have that vampire <laughs> i have a mind slaver like, all right, even if I switch, you attack me, it doesn't go low. All right, swips the life. Now I can kill you with the... Uh, with the... I predict you keep this card in your trade binder for commander players, and uh, it won't make much of an impact in standard. Okay. Uh, Bellowing Aegisaur. Speaking of cards that won't make much of an yeah, impact this, on standard. This is an uncommon. It's a 5W for a 3-5. That's so 6 mana for a 3-5. That's that's a lot. That's even a lot. That's a lot limited. Again, five where we usually get we usually get five mana for, three, five. Mana for yeah. a three five, um, but this has enrage. So enrage is a new mechanic in this set. Whenever bellowing Aegisaur is dealt damage, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control. So it has no special ability unless you have a bunch of other creatures. 
Correct. It doesn't even put it on itself? No, it does not. My God. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? Yeah, I mean, do you, uh, you, you'd probably jam this card into your pre-release deck, right? I don't know. I mean, that's expensive even for limited. Speaking of pre-releases, I was looking at uh, my Planeswalker points site today. Yeah. I, I played in that pre I obtained, I think, five points in the last pre-release we played. So I went one and three. Yeah. And something like that. You defeated me, right? I, def I smashed you. It's a, even though you dropped a Wrath of God on the table. The thing that I, I was super concerned about is that I obtained more points in a PPTQ that I went two and three in a few months ago than I did in the last four tournaments that I won. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this whole multiplier system doesn't seem equitable with how much effort or, you know, people's time, you know? I, I have a lot of, like, 3-0 and 4-0s that were just worth, like, five total points, you know? Just putting it out there. Yeah. I, mean, I think Scott Larrabee should look into this. <laughs> okay, well, let's keep moving on with white cards, though. Bishop of Rebirth. 3WW for a 3-4. It's a rare. It's a vampire cleric. Vigilance. And then whenever Bishop of Rebirth attacks, you may return target creature card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, this card is like a planeswalker, I think. Like, you kind of... It's a zero mana ability that generates potentially a huge amount of value. But it doesn't seem like it's doing anything to me for a while, and it requires some conditions to be happening, right? Like, like I can believe that a 3-4 is going to attack and not die. Like, I could believe that, right? Sure. I could believe it's getting back something. Like, what are you even going to get back? Well, that's like, the question, right? Like, what are you, what are you getting like back? A, like, I'm thinking like a bottle gnome, so you can sacrifice every turn and then get it back, and, like, that's kind of cute. A banisher priest? But then doesn't it like trigger back? Yeah, I mean you like would, it's, you would need like old pre Sky Games magic rules where it's like whatever the old Banisher Priest was that you could actually yeah, sack like, it somehow in response. It's just creatures, right? Like yeah, I mean if it were like getting back like an like an artifact I could sacrifice or something, I don't. It's just there's just nothing, and I look through most of the creatures in the set, but there's nothing I want to do with this. Right. Like and it's like. Let's compare that to what we what we're walking away from at five to play this card. Like, this is this ain't no Archangel Avison. This ain't no Reality Smasher. And by the way, Glorybringer is still legal. Yeah. <laughs> but Glorybringer, seriously, he's gonna fly from on high over the Bishop of Rebirth and take a giant flaming poop emoji on it, right? And then be like, oh, can't return yourself from the graveyard, holy man. It's. I don't. I don't think it's. What? Where would you? Where? At what point would you play this card? I don't know. Like four mana. Oh, the this text. Yeah. I don't even know if it's that much. It, it's clearly better at four mana. Well. But like, I don't, I don't even want. I don't want the effect. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, it's sweet, but. Uh, like I think I'd rather have a version that was like two casting cost, but had a less powerful text box, right? Like, what if it was, like, two casting costs but got back things that only cost two, and it was, like, a 2-2? Two -two? That'd probably be awesome, right? Sure. Yeah. Then I'd just be trucking with everybody and, like, tons of exchanges. Like, get back Bowmat Courier, you know, stuff like that. Now, the weird thing about this format is I do think that by the time we're done with Ixalan, our perspective on casting costs might change a little. The format feels like there's a lot of ramp in all colors between treasure 
between the double face lands, you know, the, the, the things the, that flip into the land. The new super development teams did not start yet when this thing no. did it, right? No. So, so I feel I feel like there's I feel like there's some element of of ramp in this format that might make fives feel like I mean, I'm not saying that it makes this a playable card, but I do think we need to sort of reevaluate yeah. where where things cost. The cards like Legion's Landing and Search for Escanta in particular present ramp options that certain colors have never had before whatsoever. Right. Um, and I think they're they're interesting and challenging. And the, the question is how quickly can you flip them? I think transform them to use the proper language. I think in some cases as fast as you want. I think uh, <laughs> in other cases, um, you know, I think the, it's a, there's a range between those two effects. Yeah. Uh, separately, I mean, I think with the exception of the black one, black one is such a bad Magic the Gathering card. Yeah, it's it's it is as bad as the other four seem good. Well, I mean, there's a range. The blue one is unbelievably good. Right. Right. And the white and the red ones approximate cards that you would want to play. Right. right? And the green one. The green one has the widest, the widest right. value evaluate, you know, evaluation. The green gap. one is like when you're rolling a hundred sided die. <laughs> you're like, roll it a hundred sided die, and let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about the time sometimes I rolled a ninety-two. It was a hundred. Right. Like. And sometimes Man, it was I'm not a greedy. Three. I just want to roll a ninety-two. <laughs> well, you're so greedy. I'm just saying. Sometimes I rolled a three on my hundred-sided die. <laughs> right? You know, that's the green one. But yes, you roll a hundred on the green one sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but like the white one is just like white was just like, eh, I'm just really awesome most uh, of the time. Yeah, you know, I'm like, just Keldrin Outpost. Right. Like like a card that was the, the, just a staple of early like the, standard. Like the red one is just like you would literally pay this amount of mana for this effect. Also, I flip into an even better card, right? <laughs> like, like that's that's like all in, all in. The blue one is, as usual, dumb. Yeah, blue one <laughs> dumb is. beyond belief. Uh, it's super fantastic. Um, uh, maybe one of the best cards in the set. I think it's the best card in the set. Its casting cost is you one. <laughs> there ain't no Earthshaker Kenner in this set, so you know, like. I think we're not in the set that has a braid and Earthshaker kind of. Although Lightning Strike is pretty good. Yeah. But blue. And Spell Pierce. Yeah. Well, I was about to say blues reprints are not <laughs> slouches by yeah. any imagination. Yeah. You know, we're on we're on white right but now. But we're on white, so okay. let's keep talking. Uh, Bishop's Soldier. This is another Vampire Soldier. It's one white. You don't like Bishop, right? Stupid. I think Bishop's from, a stupid character from in the, the future. Yes. Yeah. I don't like X Men with guns. I think they're dumb. You don't I like Cable. They, I hate Cable. You don't like Deadpool. Everyone uh, likes Deadpool. I don't really care for Deadpool as like an X-Men. I, I think he's sort of fine as a stupid standalone character that rips off better characters. But uh yeah, you think Death Oh, I, you love Deathstroke. I mean, he has restraining orders out against me. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it's I can more so, of an obsession. Okay, okay. So I got I get it. I get it. Right? So you love Deathstroke. So I get it. I mean, there are a few characters so blatantly ripped off of, let's say, Deathstroke. <laughs> and, like, so, what's your name? Slade Wilson. What's your name? Wade Wilson. <laughs> uh, what's your... Uh, assassin with a healing factor. What's your... Also, assassin with a healing factor. I was so ready to quit on Arrow this season. Yeah? You know, Slade Wilson's a full-time character on the show this season. Oh, right? really? Apparently, from the trailer I watched. Well, Shannara got canceled? What happened? <laughs> Uh, so you're like, what's your mask like? Well, it's like this, you know, 
exactly the same as his mask, <laughs> but red. This is quite the digression from Bishop Soldier. My point being, well, Deadpool is funny. Yeah. And Deathstroke is not funny. Deathstroke's not funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, like, I think, you know, Deathstroke is depicted as being able to fight the entire Justice League and win. Deadpool is depicted as funny. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Meanwhile, Bishop Soldier would not fare that well against the entire Justice League. It's only a 2-2 two, two for two uh, with lifelink. Um, I think that card's okay. It's like Knight of the Metagrain without the first strike. Yeah, it's just like a Knight real... Knight of the Metagrain was a card people played, right? Like, that got... Yes, absolutely. But I mean, first strike obviously is. is well, I was. Well, there. it's also white, white versus white one. Right. Uh, I was actually thinking. I'm like, oh man, you know what? This I could really use. Oh wait, wait. A wait, gifted wait. Aetherborn. Oh, I was gonna say, is Mike gonna say horse tribal? Well, yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking like the deck I was making, which may have been horse tribal related. I was like, this deck could really use a gifted Aetherborn, and this is like a really. It's not. I mean, it's, it's dramatically worse than. <laughs> Let's kid no one. It, like the fact that the gift comedically of worse than a knight of the meadow grain. It's I mean it's comedically worse than a gifted aetherborn also. Yeah, yeah. The gifted aetherborn has another very relevant ability that allows it to punch above weight in every matchup. Right. And this doesn't. Also, it has a third toughness, so that even if it didn't have death touch, it would always battle and win against this guy. And yeah. I still think this guy might be okay. All right. It's just all context, you know. Yeah. Common, not you know, not a you know probably a replacement level player here. Uh, Bright Reprisal. This is a uh, 4W for an instant. Destroy target attacking creature. Draw a card. This is literally second chance, but yeah. worse. Yeah, why is it worse? Isn't second chance RFG the creature? Oh, you're right. I yeah. think it is. But draw a card. Always nice. In limited. In limited. In limited, I just want to point out that. That you never attacked into five on yeah, like mana. Scott one of which McCord was white. Declared second Scott, chance to be unplayable. Scott McCord is exactly who I was thinking about. Yeah. He's like, second chance is unplayable. I'm like, I have so many second chances. I'm going to defeat your attacking strategies. Like, second chance is unplayable. And he destroyed me in that draft. And I'm like, how did this happen? I had so many second chances in my hand at the end of the game. He's like, exactly. It's unplayable. It's so funny because I think that, you know, there are cards like Sandblast and impeccable timing and farm to market, which are all sort of similar type effects. What about factory farm to table? <laughs> that people uh, playing limited, you can't always play around, right? Like people are really good at having access to all sorts of colors of mana in this limited format. So you could be anything, um, two or three mana is pretty like hard to play around sometimes in the mid to late game. Um, so like, I think people might Maybe, maybe, maybe for a couple weeks they'll just walk into this in in limited. I would for sure. <laughs> my best guy will die, and my opponent will draw a card. Draw a card, yeah. yeah. Uh, demystify. Obviously, constructed staple. Yeah, not w, even close. W. This is a reprint for an instant. Destroy target enchantment. Wait, it's time to deploy the the smart umbrella again. Yeah. All right. Look how smart it. Oh wait, it doesn't even have a button. You can just. How smart is it if you have to actually physically uh, extend the umbrella? It's just, it re it requires some... Also requires smart user. I think the wind's coming towards us, not... No, it's coming from behind you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Duskborn Skymarcher. Uh, w for a 1-1 Vampire Cleric with flying. Uh, so, Suntail Hawk, right? Like, this card is super good. And then, uh, White Tap... Target attacking vampire gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So it's Suntail Hawk and Infantry Soldier. Right. 
So both of those cards were playable in some format or other. So it's all context, right? Like there were, like Toppelgeist is a better card than this and nobody played Toppelgeist. So uh, I'm not sure, right? Suddenly your bishop soldier gets to punch above weight as you were yeah. saying though. You know, you attack, you can threaten to make him a 3-3. Three, three. Like Vampire Aggro, I mean, it, uh, the mana cost I think is pretty substantial. Right, like infantry soldier, you could just tap it rather sure. than with the mana cost. Also, you know, it's a restriction on vampire, restriction on attacking versus anything. But um, I think that this card is it could be really good. It's it's all context, hard to say. Right, your uh, what's his face? Your Adanto Vanguard also attacks for four with this. It's kind of interesting. Uh, all right, so uh, but you think. You think we'll see this guy, you know, will, will Craig Wesco be sleeving this guy up at a I think door? there's a critical mass of cheap red and white beaters you could play. Yeah. Right, like this and Legion's Landing is the beginnings of a good deck, I think. Okay. Uh, Emissary of Sunrise. 2W for a human cleric. This is an uncommon. It's a 2-1. And then it has First Strike. But then it also has another new mechanic. It has when Emissary of Sunrise enters the battlefield, it explores. And so, to explore, you reveal the top card of your library, you put that card into your hand if it's a land, and then uh, otherwise you put a plus one, plus one counter on this, and then put that card back on top of your library or into your graveyard. So this is, Explore is pretty cool. So this is like literally Borderland Rangers sometimes, and better than Kitsune Blademaster sometimes? Yes. Yes. It's like literally Borderland Ranger versus a scrying kitsune blade master like kitsune like actually i think that this card might be great I, it's weird though like that's not really a card i want at white two like yeah. I, I i mean i know that there's green analogs to this ability too but like the green one is not as good as this i think because like kitsune blade master is really a good card i mean i think people probably don't think about it as that so kitsune blade master was white two for a two two first strike bushido yeah one so uh, it could be 3-3 three, three first strike sometimes. Um, and famously, Paul Rietzel, who was not yet then a, a Hall of Famer, but simply a white weenie aficionado, famously <laughs> said, I'm playing two twos at one, two, three, and four. <laughs> he had Isimaru, Hound of Kanda, Samurai of the Pale Curtain, Kitsune Blade Master, and Hakori Dust Drinker all in his deck. He literally had two twos at one, two, three, and four in his constructed deck. At the professional tour of Magic the Gathering. I don't recall if he made day two. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you said yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you said no. I don't remember. He had two twos at one, two, three, and four. So yeah, it's cool. I think Explorer's a really cool ability. I too. think it's cool. I think like the I think the graveyard manipulation part of it is pretty cool. Yeah, the, I mean, I mean that's essentially, you know, a scry, right? Yeah, it's better than scry. Putting it in the graveyard or putting it on the bottom are different, right? Or putting it in your hand if it's a land. Yeah, right? that's just great. The thing about it is, I'm ex I'm really excited about it. The thing Patrick Chapin said about it was the green one is either Borderland Ranger or Gnarled Mass. And, and he said, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect Michael J card. He's like, yeah, sometimes it's Borderland Ranger, sometimes it's an all mess, and it's never consistent. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the perfect Michael J card. Well, I mean, the thing about magic is there are ways to manipulate your library and scry and do things. So, 
I don't think it's likely that we're going to be manipulating around explore no, cards. No, I, I don't think so, but, you know, it's, it's possible. It is. I mean, if you have a card like... A card that has no cost associated with it, like a course of Kerfix, right? That you're always going to see the top part of your library right. anyway. And for some reason, you're not playing the land for free, <laughs> which you have the ability to do with a courser. You know, I don't know. Uh, I think that this is it's just so much value, right? Right. Like, like I think that I could just get behind two one first strike draw a card or three two first strike for three. You know, I think I could just get get around either one of those. I feel like I'll be surprised if this card sees much constructed play. Yeah, it's the wrong color. That's the problem. But I love I love this card. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of this card. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I'm just excited. Like, at two just... casting costs, this would be, like, the best oh card God. ever, right? Yeah. Like I'm super excited to see also what happens with Explore, just in general. Uh, what about if you had two Explores? Set. Oh. That's broken. Probably shouldn't be allowed to have that Probably magic. shouldn't be allowed to play at yeah. all if you, did, yeah. if you had two Explores. Uh, Encampment Keeper. W for a 1-1. One, one. First strike. Uh, first strike, and then seven W and tap. <laughs> sacrifice. So the costs just keep going. Yeah. This is like triple cost. It starts with you know eight. like double coupon savings. This yeah. is like triple cost taxation. On savings. Yeah. Seven W tap sacrifice and camping keeper. Creatures you control get plus two plus two until end of turn. One one. I mean one one first strike for W is demonstrably not good enough for constructed right so we've seen this card before one you know we've seen like uh there's like the i mean we're just talking about dust duskborn sky marcher is being possibly playable for constructed flying but is flying, better than yeah, first strike yeah, of course right and then his second ability isn't even really text in, in <laughs> standard right it's like it's i don't even i mean you can it's sort of barely text and limited right it's kind of like occasionally you're just gonna win with like no i mean in limited this card's gonna actually just be like oh god I don't believe I have to use my removal spell no, on the stupid encampment. Barely keeper. text is not not text. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to vote for this one as a as a in like Flint. Yeah, but you're gonna yeah. I I I'm, here's my vote for this card. You're gonna kill it with a card that's better that than it. Way outstrips it in value. This, this walk in the plank. This one's yeah. The, into you're the water. Just, you're gonna have to kill this, and you're gonna feel terrible about it. But it's the right thing to do. Make the adult decision. Kill it. <laughs> Uh, Glorifier of Dusk. So this is a 3WW44. Four, four. Yeah. Uh, we saw a 3-4 earlier at this casting cost. Vampire Soldier. Uh, it's an uncommon. Pay two life. Glorifier of Dusk gains flying until end of turn. Also pay two life. Glorifier of Dusk gains vigilance until end of turn. So unless there's something that is great about paying life in poly effect. I'm not sure how... <laughs> First I was like, oh man, this card is awesome. It has this this set of abilities that allows you to do extra stuff for no additional mana. It's like a principle. Wait a minute. This is just a horrible, horrible Sarah Angel. It's like a horrible, horrible Sarah Angel. This is like if I stripped off all the things that made Archangel Avison awesome and then asked you for life. <laughs> In addition, that's what this is. Yeah. I'm curious to see Staple. where people... I'm <laughs> Curious to see where this ends up in limited. Oh, um, this is clearly a, yeah, a good limited. It's card. clearly good. I'm just curious how good it is, like where 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 it's gonna factor. Four four flying is that ain't no well, joke. Four four yeah, but paying two life to make it fly or to make it vigilant or, All right. you know, it's it's, it's a lot to ask. Uh, Goring Ceratops, five WW for a three three, but it has double strike. 
Feels like a six three on offense. And whenever Goring Ceratops attacks, other creatures you control gain double strike until end of turn. If this is gonna be good, it's gonna be only good in some kind of crazy like combo-ish deck, right? Like it's there's like no legitimate strategy where this would like some sort of deck where you just bring everything back from the like some dinosaur patriarch's bidding deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all dinosaurs gain haste, all dinosaurs gain. I name dinosaurs! Yes. In the dinosaur bidding deck, like I think that I'm building a dinosaur bidding deck now. It's probably insane in dinosaur (laughs) bidding, okay? (laughs) Like you just get come out, like, well I only need Five total power in dinosaurs because then anger's, anger's not a dinosaur, right? No. So it's not coming back. It stays in my graveyard where and I want it. That's gonna be ten power because it's a double strike. But then I'm also gonna give it a buff with my other dinosaur buffing cards. So really, I only need like three dinosaurs to bid up, and then they're gonna chirp, 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 and then the opponent is gonna be killed. Yeah, it's not like a legitimate match of the gathering. If you um, kill your opponent with dinosaurs, you make them extinct. That's what you have to say. You don't kill them. You extinct them. That's like a meteor struck their house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Imperial Aerosaur. This picture is awesome. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. Um, It is a 3-3 for 4, so like flying monster. It's a flyer. Yeah. Uh, when When Imperial Aerosaur enters the battlefield, another target creature you control gets plus 1, plus 1, and gains flying until end of turn. This card's an awesome limited card. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like a, like an angelic blessing. In yeah. Limited. Yeah, just up, up and over. To the air. Yeah. Like, clearly unplayable and, and constructed. Yes. Uh, Imperial Lancer. Uh, w for a 1-1. This feels like it's a lot of W for a 1-1s here. Uh, Human Knight. Imperial Lancer has double strike as long as you control a dinosaur. They needed to use a an uncommon slot for this guy. Yeah, this guy's uncommon. That's... That's a pretty precious uncommon slot. Let's keep going. Inspiring Cleric. We'll see. 2W for a 3-2. When Inspiring Cleric enters the battlefield, Michael J. All horse tribal decks gain four life. Um. Or you. Yeah, it's, I don't You're think so. You're the only so. person to pass yeah. horse tribal. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, hard, hard pass on this guy. Uh, like, it's, like, way worse than, like, a lone missionary. Yeah. And lone missionary... Nobody played. <laughs> just to be clear. Oh man, you, you're just clearly not spending enough time in the friendly leagues. Yeah. All right. Um, Ixalan's binding. Three W for an enchantment. When Ixalan's binding enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until Ixalan's binding leaves the battlefield. So, so it's like a cast out. So it's like a cast out, except it's a little better. Well, it's a little worse because it doesn't cycle for W. Also not an instant. Also not an instant, but it's a little better because it says your opponents can't cast spells with the same name as the exile card. So, like, if I'm casting out a Hazret, right, then, like, that's awesome because I didn't get brained by a Hazret. But, but they always have two more Hazrets in yeah. their hand. They're like buses. Yeah, like, so they've got another Hazret. So, but if that's the situation, well, if they had two more Hazrets in their hand, I would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, except you cast one out, and then they play another one. Oh, okay. Discard all right, so, one. So, um, if I do this one, then all their hazards become stuck, right? Right. So that's pretty cool. I think that the that this is a power, powerful ability, and it's very comparable to cast out. The only thing that I I say is, like, we just, you can't have too many reactive fours. Right, so... That's the thing. So there's already a card in this format 
called Gideon's Intervention. Yeah. Which is 2WW for an enchantment. Uh, a lot of, we're talking a lot of four Kazakhstan enchantments here, Brian. Uh, when you play it, you name a card, and then your opponent can't cast the named card. So it, ca- it hits a broader yeah. spectrum of cards than this does. And it says cards with that name prevent all the damage they would deal. Respectfully, that card seems better than this card. Correct. Because I mean, that card can stop like a planeswalker or like well, a. Well, that card can stop a planeswalker from being played. Yeah. This can hit a planeswalker in play. Okay, but that card can stop like a fireball to the nugs, right? Sure. Okay, this one can't. Right. Um, I think, I mean, they're comparable, right? But right. I think that one's a little bit better. Uh, but I do, again, like, that's a lot of four. Because I'm not playing either one of those cards ahead of cast out. That's, that's the thing. Interesting. Okay. All right, like cast out. Well, I think cast out's primary goal is to draw me towards my approach to the second sign. Sure. Right? Like well, this, this, I mean, so assume It's only one mana cheaper than a fumigate, remember. Right. Well, the thing is, assume that one of the things that this is doing is getting you um, to cut out a whole swath of cards from your opponent's deck. Right? I mean, that's kind of the big piece that that this does that a cast out doesn't do like if they cast have, out deals with like one permanent that's resolved like if they have the squadron hawk for example right they feed the squadron hawk as yeah 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 we deal with that all right so and also but just while we're talking about like this kind of prison style deck there's sorcerer's spyglass which is um like the new pithing needle you get to look at their hand and then name a card and then that card's abilities, other than mana abilities, can't be played. How much does that cost? Two. So it's I a, believe. a little bit more expensive. Reloading a little slow here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a little more expensive than Pithy Needle, but you you know, you get to peek at their hand, which is kind of interesting. And also just keep in mind there's a lot of cards uh, that you could be playing in this format that, you know, like Lost Legacy or Dispossess, uh, where you can actually start to you know okay well this card's cutting this card out of your deck this card's exiling this card from your deck wait can i just play a deck that's just like what's the one casting cost like lay bear the heart is that still here yeah so i can like lay bear the heart sorcerer's marine lay bear the heart sorcerer's spyglass lost legacy (laughs) this thing this other thing like i'm just chaining up and soon my opponent will have actually can i just name Approach the second sons with Gideon's inter- intervention. Yes, that seems way better than all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> like way better. We're going with that one. Okay. But it's just interesting. I, I kind of. I mean, you can also play those cards in a Gideon's intervention deck where you're looking to build time. You play white blue. You have like Supreme Will and Opt, and you have the you know the blue. Transform land, which seems great with a purchase second sun, both in terms of ramping to it yeah. and in terms of getting you closer to it a second time. I agree. I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested in this deck. I don't think it's very good, but I like it. Um. Anyway, Ixalan's Binding is just kind of a card that got is me. Is Ixalan thinking. a place? Is yeah, that's a world. I believe so. It's a plane. Do I, I walk it. there? Yeah. How can I uh, walk there if it's on the sea? Uh, you know, Jesus Christ, Mike. I don't know. I walk on water? <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, we got another one-mana creature. White. Kinjali's Caller. A human cleric. It's an O3. So it just 
it just trumps all those one ones. Uh, dinosaur spells you cast cost one less to cast. That's a really powerful ability. If only there were playable dinosaurs. <laughs> so like you could play like a three casting cost dinosaur on turn two. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it's a good defender. I mean, it's good defender for its cost, let's be clear, right? But it can like contain an Earth Shaker Kenra the second time. Keep in mind it deals with uh, tribal spells. It deals with tribal spells? Yeah, that they're dinosaur spells. You know, what was, what was the black card? It was plus three, minus three. Oh. Cost, oh. It only cost B. Nice. Uh, also, like this blocks Bomat Courier. Sure. But blocking Bomat Courier is not really that as much a deal as getting, think, rid, deal, getting rid of the Bomat Courier before they just draw a whole new hand. I think you, you haven't played against the Bomat Courier enough. Do you think blocking is a big deal? I mean, it's, I'm saying it's not enough. How about that? All right. Maybe if he had one power. I want to kill it. Yeah. Uh, Kinjali Sunwing. So this is 2W for a 2-3. It's a rare. You could play this on the second turn if you had the other the other guy. Oh, it's a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, you could play this on turn two. Important point. Uh, this might be a decent dinosaur here. You said there weren't any good ones. This one's pretty good. I think this card is outstanding. Flying. Creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So this card is very comparable to... Um, Thalia Her Heretic Cathar. Yeah. Uh, but it's 2-3 rather than 3-2. And authority like, of the councils in, in some ways. Like something we've seen be very good against the red decks. Like in terms a, of just slowing them down. A 2-3 flyer is that's not legendary is pretty outstanding. The ability is outstanding. Right? Just like forcing Hazard to come into play tapped. Yeah. Forcing... Forcing Bomac Courier to come into play tapped. Forcing uh, Kenra... Um, Earthshaker Earth Kenra to yeah. come into play tapped. You know, forcing, one of the things I love is that it forces the 3-1 the paste guy. Um, I can't think of its name right now. It can't block, you know, if you exert it. Oh, on crop crasher. On crop crasher. 3-2. Yeah, on crop crasher. Like, you know, that's, like, you know, every time I've played Authority Councils against a red deck, I'm just like, oh, I feel so powerful. Yeah. I, mean, I think They this, can just kill this, but. I think this card is outstanding. Um, Legion Conquistador. 2W for a 2-2 Vampire Soldier. It's a common. When Legion Conquistor enters the battlefield, you may search your library for any number of cards named Legion Conquistador, reveal them, put them into your hand, and then shuffle your library. So let me ask you a question. This is Squadron Wait, Hawks. Let me ask you a question. What is a better card, Suntail Hawk or Glory Seeker? Glory Seeker. You think Glory Seeker is better than Suntail Hawk? Which one's... Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Glory Bound Initiate. Glory Seeker is Grizzly Bears. Uh Suntail Hawk's better than Glory Seeker. Yeah, so I think that's that's my reading also, which makes me not enthusiastic about Legion Conquistor, but I feel like maybe listen, I should be. Listen, buddy. Yeah? I played Howling Wolves and Constructed. The original Suntail Hawk. Like, I mean, the original uh, Squadron Hawk. Like, one of the reasons that Cawblade was so indomitable in Standard when it was in Standard was because good players could mulligan aggressively because Suntail, like you just have one Suntail Hawk in your hand yeah. and you had a Squadron seven card Hawk, so, I'm sorry, uh, Squadron Hunter can, you had a seven card hand again. Right. So um, I think that there is some of that here but three is just miles different than two. Right. Right. And, and, also, and also remember at that time in Standard there were fetch lands so you got to do a lot of stuff with putting things back into your library with Jace and then yeah. shuffling and then getting them back out and like you got to like 
You had you, you got so much extra deck manipulation out of that card if you wanted it. And also, they just came down at such an early stage of the game that they actually just present and they presented this evasive body to carry a sword. Yeah. I also there's just some gamesmanship there. As I remember, I believe PV did this, it was pretty sweet play. Um, he casts like a mid-game Suntail Hawk, or it's a Squadron Hawk, it searches twice for two Squadron Hawks with one card in his hand. And so it says pass, pass says go. So his opponent's assumption is the other card is a Squadron Hawk. Cast is Jason's like Mana Leak You. And like, <laughs> right, so, which is, that's awesome, it's so awesome, right? Like, um, uh, I had a similar, uh, similarly comparable play in uh, just testing for Modern recently, I was playing a, a Jeskai. Like you know, like I play Burn, but it was like a Jeskai Burn deck instead of a instead of like a, the normal Boros Burn deck. And I had a, my opponent Inquisition of Causalect me and saw that I had a Spell Pierce in my hand. And on turn three, I cast a Storm uh, uh, Storm Chaser Mage, and then slammed down uh, an Arid Mesa, attacked and said go. And then my opponent didn't do anything for like three turns because he knew that I had um, spell pierce in my hand. But the thing that he didn't know is that the Arid Mesa did not search for any lands in my deck. <laughs> but like I had drawn literally every land that the that the Arid Mesa could search for, including the island to cat. But but he knew that I had a spell pierce, so he did nothing for like two turns. It was awesome, right? That's that's awesome, right? Yeah, that's great. But is Legion Conquistador going to make an impact on Standard? I. I'm skeptical. Like, three is so different from two. It, this is a really powerful effect. In The last time this effect was in standard, it was universally played. Right. right. It was played before there was a Callblade deck in the just Call Go. Right? right. After the Callblade deck was decimated by bannings, people still played Suntail Hawk-based strategies. You know, uh, it was... It was such... But again, you you've like said such multi- a mulligan, you've said you know, multiple like, times that context is everything, right? Yeah. And the context just is, I mean, do we have like a the body a two two for three? Not a lot of, I mean, other Paul Rietzel aside, yeah. Not not a lot of support for two twos for three. Yeah. In standard, um, no abilities other than when well, you play two it. two for three. What if the card just said two two for three? Draw three cards. Sure. Right, like, and then can you consume those three cards in some interesting way? That's the question. That's like the that's... question to me. So, so we get to the point where obviously it's great, right? Draw three, but if you draw three blanks, like the utility of the next three Legion Conquistadors is pretty low. Well, yeah, you get the you get all the. Well, the thing is, you don't have to draw them all at the same time. Also, right? Like, so let's say you have five cards in hand. Sure. You could just cast this and draw three. Then you go to you know. But well, then you... there's the opportunity cost of playing a Legion Conquistador. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's just going to get, like, you know, there's never going to be some point where you're like, okay, I've advanced my board by a Legion Conquistador every turn. So the problem with this card is, like, even if you're going to play, like, a long, long Legion Conquistador game, there's, like, almost never going to be a point in the game where, like, a 2-2 for 3 is good enough to get through. Like, they're like, they're like, like... How bad? Like, how bad is your opponent's deck that they cannot produce, let's say, a gifted Aetherborn to block? Right? Like... It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's probably going to be awesome. My expectations, my expectations for it are pretty low. Yeah. Uh, again, I played Howling Wolf, Howling Wolf 
in, in a DAC That's a long time ago. Forecasting cost. The so forecasting, but like, it was not good. A, <laughs> right? It was block B and C. I had brainstorm. Yo, well. So I was able to like actually net real cards. Well, they gave for us the opt. That's similar yeah, not to not not even close. So I'm I'm very I'm selling on Legion Conquistador. Right, so we'll call but I'm willing one. to be like very wrong. Michael J is a buyer. Brian is a seller. Uh, Legion's Judgment two W for a sorcery. Destroy target creature with power four or greater. End of sentence. Wasn't there a version of this that costs? White and one instant. There, there have been all sorts of variations. But like white and one in an instant, not. I think so. Yeah. White and two in a sorcery, and the white and one in instant version got almost no play. Yeah. I'm gonna hard pass on. I'm, I'm my judgment on Legion's judgment. Yeah. Is not favorable. Uh, interestingly, a card made up of two different set names. Legion. Yeah. The judgment. Legions actually, Legions. which yeah, is Legions. actually the name of the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looming Alrasar. Altasar. Sorry. 3W for a 1-7. Next. No sense. Next. <laughs> I, I kind of love this card, by the way. But I... Only out of some sense of perversity. It has the same neck as the... As the... Uh, Vikander. What's her name? Uh... uh like Leslie Vikander, what's the actress's name? Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander in the new Tomb Raider posters. Oh, I haven't Have seen you seen those. that? No, no, I haven't seen them. They've given her like some sort of weirdly elongated neck. All right, so we're talking about two twos for three. Maverin Fine, Dusk Apostle, two W for a two two. By the way, it might be Fane or something, but yeah. we know Rich Fine, so this is right. this is Rich Fine, Dusk Apostle, forever and ever. Uh, legendary creature, vampire cleric. Whenever one or more non-token vampires you control attack create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink so how much do you think they gave the vampire creature tokens lifelink just so you wouldn't have confusion between the ones on this and legion's landing <laughs> i don't know so so this is interesting because he doesn't need to attack nope you could play him you can have one of the other like one or two casting cost vampires we've talked about attack and get like some bonus off of him. The, yeah, the difference between this and Legion's Landing is Legion's Landing you can attack with anything. This you have to attack with vampires only. Sure. Um, I think that's a huge limiting factor on the uh, success it of this card. It obviously is. 2-2 two, two for 3. Like, there's a good good number of awesome 2-2s two for 3 that have been successful in Standard. Um, yeah, the Manic Vandal uh, and then the green versions are all better than Manic Vandal, right? right. Like, um, I guess his hobby orangutan is the same as Manic Vandal, right? Sure. And then uh, uh, Reclamation Sage is not, right? right. That's that one's actually better. Uh, but, like, you know, there's Trinket Style. There's Treasure Style now. These guys are all... Right. Trophy two, Style. Trophy Style. Those guys are all all two twos for three. Like, these trophies, tro trophies been good. Surprisingly good. Um, I, I don't know about this. This is not... Like, Trophy goes sets up your god pharaoh's gift game in two turns they're dead but <laughs> this one if everything goes right and he's a legend right you get a guy right, right? like a one one irrelevant and we, and we were already pretty dismissive of the body when we were talking about the conquistadors so. yeah like all the ones that have been awesome like you know just like manic vandal for example that guy was awesome because he killed spell skite and batter skull and sometimes you put splinter twin on him you ever done that? 
I have. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's that's a fun day. That's a fun day at the office. Um, but but I mean, this guy, you you play him, you attack with something, you get a token that's back. You don't have to. He does not have to actually engage in any kind of combat or block. Yeah, but you're getting next to you get one guy, right? You get one guy. Yes. Come on. There there's so many other cards in this set that have that ability and are right. way better than okay. this card. Like it's just not. I just can't. It's a kind of a cool design, but context you're saying. I think for no this good. card to be playable, if they made him two, he would have been too good. Right. If and they if made they him, made him every time a vampire attacks, get one. Too he'd be good. way too good. Maybe I think they could start by have making him two three and give him lifelink and death touch. If they gave him lifelink and death touch at two three, with all the same text, I still think he'd have a hard time. Right. I like that card though. Like <laughs> he would have like he wouldn't it's a, he wouldn't even been good then like I mean it wouldn't have been great then but he would have been like in the conversation like right now I'm just like so let me get this straight shock attack <laughs> literally here comes Captain Lannery Storm make a treasure sack the treasure shock your idiot like take two like that's right. that's my interpretation of that guy all right. Uh, along the same vein, pa Paladin of the Bloodstain. How is a vampire a Paladin? 3W for a 3-2. Doesn't, doesn't a Paladin turn a vampire? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like turns it to dust and this stuff? This is a vampire knight, man. Uh, for a common. And then when Paladin of the Bloodstain enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. So it's 4-3 worth of power for 4 mana. Card's really good and limited. I mean, if they had Pretty made good it, and limited. Not if really they had good. made it four five, I still think it would not see constructive play. Okay. What do you think? I don't think it's constructive. No, at four five. Oh, at four five, for the same casting. Yeah. Four five plus a one one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're not even yes. <laughs> uh, pious interdiction, three W enchant creature. When pious interdiction enters the battlefield, you gain two life. Enchanted creature can't attack or block. We have multiple variations of this in the format already for constructed. So this is a horrible faith spell. This is a, a, a worse desert hold. Well, like I'm just thinking faith fetters, right? Faith fetters can have anything you want to enchant. Right. You can enchant, not just a creature. Right. This has the advantage, like if you could get this with a Talo Wisp. Okay, <laughs> like, but, but you know that I've been working on Talo Wisp decks. I know you've been working on Talo Wisp decks. Um, so, but you could get this with the Talos. You would probably not ever have the mana to cast it in the Talos deck, but yeah. you could theoretically get it. Yeah, three Ws is, yeah, this is. It's just not not built for 60s. Yeah. It's going to suck to tap out for your Vampire Unlimited and have this stick on it next turn. I mean, for, your the, for your dinosaur, I should say. The two life is really just a kick in the knees, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh Priest of the Wakening Sun. I think this guy's good. You do. Good. W for a 1-1. One, one. So, again, we've said that multiple times yeah. going through the white cards. At the beginning of your upkeep, he's a human cleric. It's a rare. At the rare. beginning of your upkeep, you may reveal a dinosaur card from your hand. If you do, you gain two life and get a horse. All right. So, okay, you don't always get a horse, but we would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you would gain two life. First of all, it's an awesome ability. Right. This set of abilities is, remember, we're not trying to say what's the most powerful card. Yeah. <laughs> this guy costs W, right? right? He's not expensive. If he dies, if he gets magma sprayed, whatever. Right. We were talking about that earlier in the like, context. It limited. Like sometimes you kill a creature yeah, with like, a spell that way outclasses it. 
Like, if you have, like, th three of this guy in play, you could reveal the same dinosaur three times. Sure. And your red deck opponent literally just gets up and leaves the tournament. He's just like, you know what? Forget it. That's not what I signed up for at 7.15 on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, three, he has more abilities, by the way. 3WW, Sacrifice Priest of the Awakening Sun. Search your library for a dinosaur card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Yeah, so this isn't even Sky Games. You could, for example, block their, like, 11-11 attacker, right? And be like, wait, do you have trample? I know you didn't have trample. <laughs> I'm gonna sacrifice this thing, go get a wrath dinosaur, idiot, right? And then they're like, oh no. <laughs> you didn't take damage. I like damage. how you make them sound like Morty. <laughs> Why do they sound like Morty? You didn't take damage, but you also got a wrath. This is terrible for me. What, have, what decisions have I made in my life? <laughs> I mean, you may have already had a wrath in your hand too. Yeah. Yeah, that so you've been showing them every turn. I think this guy's real good. I love his defensive implications. I, the life gain is like non-zero. He's like, he trades with the front side of an Earthshaker, Kenner. He's fine. How, how many dinosaurs do you want in your deck? Could, could be 14. Could be one. Could be one. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's some dinosaurs you don't want to have too many. So you'll draw them. You just draw the tutor instead. You know, this guy can like, what if you had a, I don't know which dinosaur it would be off the top of my head, but just for sake of argument, you could play this guy and like in a Legion's Landing deck and just like, just play three guys in the first, like first three turns of the game and then just get in there. I mean, you could also just play, I mean, you could have Kanjali Sunwing in your hand for two turns. Right? Yeah, That's a it's dinosaur. fine. I think that I just think, like, as far as one ones for one go, I think this guy is pretty good. He's the best one so far? For sure. Yeah. He's not better than Legion's Landing, but that's not a creep. No, no, no. I meant of the one, like, yeah. of the one ones for one. Yeah. Better than the flyer. Mm. Pterodon Knight, 3W, for a human knight, common, 3-3. Three, three. Uh, Pterodon Knight has flying as long as you control a dinosaur. It's literally worse than Phantom Monster. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, 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 it's been... 24 years. No, it's 25. Phantom <laughs> Monster's alpha, baby. 25 years. Worse than Phantom Monster. Got it. Okay. Queen's Commission. 2W for a sorcery. Create two 1-1 one, one white vampire creature tokens with lifelink. Oh, I'm... You're in on this? I'm close to in on this. It's a sorcery? It's three mana? I mean, so... It doesn't flash back for black and one? Like... I mean, Midnight Haunting people played. Midnight Haunting is the same as this without the lifelink. Instant flying. Yeah, I mean, some big differences. I, let me tell you something. I wrote down the words to Midnight Haunting <laughs> in many tournaments where I cashed, I cashed, you cash money. I'm just saying, like, this isn't that much worse than Midnight's Haunting. Sometimes you just need a body. I think it's substantially worse than Midnight Haunting, but. Dude, lifelink. Flying, instant. I mean, yeah. I think, I think this card's pretty bad. I killed so many Snapcaster mages in combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leaked them when they tried to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, rallying Roar. 2W for an instant. Now we're talking. Uh, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Untap them. Now we stop talking. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this card. <laughs> I mean, what is this? Is this a bloodbath waiting to happen, Brian? This is such a... Oh, my God. This is like an all-day sauna... Of blood. Of blood, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they give you this nice white robe that's going to get stained in blood. 
<laughs> they give you a coconut with a straw in it, but you drink it and it's just filled with blood. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's say you're in like the blood sauna, right? <laughs> Does it get real dusty? Like they think about it would get real dusty, right? It smells like copper in here. What the? Like that's what would happen, right? Yeah. Like imagine you had a sauna, but instead water it was <laughs> Like it with its solid form is just like dust, right? I, I like this card, but I'm not. Would, would you collect that dust? And the, does that become like seasoning for the vampires? Like they could they put it in like a salt pepper shaker? Have you ever seen Blade? Yes. The scene in the nightclub. It's been it's been years. So everyone's like all these vampires are in this vampire nightclub, yeah. and there's like they're dancing, and they're all like, and it's like some EDM, and then the the beat drops, yeah. and all of a sudden all the fire sprinklers just start spraying everybody with blood. Yeah. And everyone's just like super happy. I don't remember that. That's how I'd feel playing this card. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blood, it's literally a blood bath. <laughs> yes. You really, you get like a scrubber out. Oh yeah, man, like, I'm doing my back. <laughs> Do you put like a, like a, like a plastic hairnet thing? No. no. You just get it all in no, your man, hair. No, man, you want it, you want that in there, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a card I'm gonna pick way too high and limited all the time. Every time, you're never Every... gonna learn your lesson. I'm not. I'm At not. one point, Zvi told me I was not no longer allowed to play Ace King. He said, like, "You're not, you're not uh, emotionally equipped to play Ace King." <laughs> and I'm like, "I always chase it." He's like, "I know. Stop playing. You just don't play it at all if right. you can't play it correctly." All right, dinosaur question coming up for you. Yeah. Raptor companion, not Paul Chion, not Luis Vargas, Scott Vargas even. Raptor companion, three one for one and a W. I mean, it's just a cheap dinosaur. It is. A ch that's my question. It's a cheap dinosaur. Is this? Is this? I think it's like snow. Like they couldn't make this. Like, Bore like boreal druid. We played in extended, even right. Okay. Look, Aaron Viper saw some play. Right. You can't. You just can't. Like, if you make snow like even as good as other cards, it's all of a sudden too good. Right. Like, so you have to make it just like. Boreal Druid is like not that much worse than Land of War Elves, but it's worse. Yeah. Okay. So you're just like, look, we gotta make a card that is like definitely worse than Glorybound Initiate. Glorybound Initiate is a staple in modern. Okay. That card's really good, right? So let's like tone it down, like, eh, let's uh, you know, bring it like to, to glory seeker levels, right? I think this card is like just this card unopposed is actually not it's not the worst thing. But, you know, again, compare it to, you know, the card we were talking about at the beginning of the, of the cast. We were talking about Adanto Vanguard, which is a vampire, not a dinosaur. Yeah. One W for a 1-1, one, one, but attacks is a 3-1. And you have that ability to make it indestructible. Granted, it's at the cost of four life. So, like, I mean, Which of those two cards do you if prefer? Tribe Irrespective, Adanto Vanguard yes. is much better than Raptor's Companion. But you can't do it Tribe, inter tribe Irrespective because... I think that vampires, on average, are cheap, right? Like, right. the way they're being cast right now are cheap. And dinosaurs, on average, are expensive. So things that would present cheap dinosaurs... Now, they just have... It's a thing that I was saying with snow. Like, you just can't have an Oran Viper that's, that's, like, comparable to, I don't know, a Snapcaster Mage. Because it's snow. Right, it's too. It's you can't. Otherwise, you have like a critical mass of multicolor spread decks, right? Like, right. Where like these these cards are like like all right, we'll make like one or two cards that are insane, right? And then like everything else that if you're gonna play this this linear, 
has to be a little bit weaker because otherwise everything is insane. I think this card is good from that perspective, but there would have to be payoff, right? Like, right. Like, the, like, is this the Arcbound Ravager of the Dinosaur Tribe? Like, this is this is a card you kind of like bookmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to figure out, like, you know, like just for sake of argument, you play that one one casting cost O three guy, untap and play two of these. Two of these on turn two. Is that effing dumb, right? Like, I don't know. Interesting. Like, you could play Legion's Landing on turn three, attack with all three of them, and then flip the landing. Ooh. Right? Like, they're probably taking a, you know, a bazillion damage. You you can't, you can't do that with, like, two regular casting cost cards. Right. And again, even on turn three, you could play this and the Flyer, right? Like, you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like, you can do. It, it's it's just like you, you can't make it tribe irrespective. Like yes, the Dantos Vanguard is a much better card than this tribe irrespective. Okay. So so we're we're sort of we're, we're making some notes about like a white weenie dinosaur deck right yeah. now. Okay. Uh Ritual of Rejuvenation. This card has Michael J. Flores written all over it. This is my Borderland Ranger for the set. Two W instant. You gain four life draw card so this is like i get all the renewed faith you do shoot we should put renewed faith in the <laughs> like i could just imagine playing this in in approach to the second sons what if you're just bridging with renewed faith in this because that's just absorbing the damage right sure like absorb absorb like it's the same as their attack and it's basically cycling you to your to your fumigate anyway right in <laughs> you played survival cash right Hell yeah, I played Survival Cash. Did that even draw a card? Yeah. No, wait, did it draw a card? I or? think it rebounded. It rebounded. And I think it was, I don't know. Did I played it for sure. Oh, no, it drew a card. Because it rebounded. Because, like, if, it, if you got to rebound it, it was insane. Because it meant you got four life and drew two cards. I think it like, drew a card sometimes yeah, and yeah, rebounded sometimes. It's a, it's just like, like, I can't remember. I definitely played, I forgot about Survival Cash. <laughs> and I definitely played it. And that deck was insane. Yeah. Right? That deck was utterly insane. And. Ravitz got mad at me because I kept playing it on the open in Moto. <laughs> and then we can't have nice things. Sure. All right, Ritual of Rejuvenation. Constructed in. playable. Not just constructed playable. <laughs> probably the best white card. Uh, all right. Well, I'm uh, going to hold you to it. There's no Legion's Landing in this white set that we've gone through so far somehow. Is it in a separate section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Those let's just... keep going. That's, that's all of it? That's all no, of no, white? no, no, no. I just... It, my phone just did something stupid uh so sanguine sacrament xww instant you gain twice x life put sanguine sacrament on the bottom of its owner's library so this is a medium card right like can't get decked hard can't, to kill can't, you can't, can't kill me <laughs> nobody has any fun <laughs> oh i have a lot of fun is it at least an instant it is, it is, it is. this is the bdmist card so it's seven mana you're just like Gain 10 life. Put it on the bottom of my library. Go. Shuffle. Okay. Oh, you're shuffling? I'm shuffling. I'm figuring out a way to shuffle. Oh, it's not hard to shuffle. Yeah. I've oh. got a soldier of fortune. Yeah, this is... this is the, yeah, Keep going. This is... I think this is probably a playable card. I think anyway. this is a playable card. I yeah. mean, it's, it's kind of sad, right? It's just like... I don't get to draw cards. I just gain life. That's all I want to do. But you're kind of drawing a card by not dying. But this is also... <laughs> so every card that you're not dead is a card that you want to draw otherwise. This is also a card that says you're not going to get decked. Yeah. 
you know, because you can also just always play this for a WW, gain no life, put it on the bottom of your library, draw it. Just for sake of argument, let's say somebody decked you entirely with a decking strategy, yeah. right? And you have no cards in your library, you can just cast this and now it's in your deck. Right. And they're like, oh no, I'll take you next turn. And you're like, no, you won't. Yeah. I'm going to survive. I could, I could survive yeah, uh, this is like, Sanguine Sacrament for one if I want. Yeah. You could just do it for nothing. <clears throat> yeah. And then it's okay. like a Gaia's Blessing. So this is my question. Is this the best white card in the set? Settle the wreckage. Two WW, exile all attacking creatures, target player controls. That player may search his or her library for that many basic land cards. Put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. So this is like pad the exile all your creatures. Correct. It doesn't target the creatures, so it gets hexproof, guys. Correct. I'm almost wondering if I'd rather do it to myself. That was my next question. <laughs> right, like especially if you have like some ways to like just generate tokens or make The problem like, is decks that have big payoffs rarely have the ability creatures? to make tokens. Right. right. Yeah. So I think like so before, There's certainly gonna be situations, much like with Path Exile, where you do want to do it to your own creatures. So Brian and I were talking about this earlier, which is you know, is there a second Wrath of God you can play in a blue-white deck? So we were, like, just sketching out an approach to the Second Sons update. There's no more Blessed Alliance, right? So it was Blessed Alliance, which was the best card in that deck, cycled. And now you're just, like, it's kind of Fumigate or Bust. You can't play Hour of Revelation because Hour of Revelation actually just kills all your stuff that you wanted, right? Like, if you have, for example, a Search for his content in play, Hour of Revelation will kill it, right? And... I really want to have my search for his content in play. So it's, or the, or even worse is a cast out, right? So if you cast out your opponent's yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. like the or, last thing Or you Gideon's want. intervention, yeah, or it's, whatever. It's horrible. Yeah. So like, is this the replacement? I kind of don't want some, like, so like, I think on paper, if you just like do the sketch, right? You're just like, all right, let's start from zero. Let's just hit every casting cost one through five. What's the best? Well, it's one through six even. What's the best card? Yes. Uh, two to there's the best one, right? If it's two, it's like a braid, long test cub, or harness lightning. They're all three of those cards is in is in teamer, right? Three is for sure whirler virtuoso. Four is either Hydra or Chandra, and then like Hazard is a distant third. Both of the first two contenders, right, are in are in uh, are in the second. Five, it's Scorpion Godder or 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 a glory By the way, if the scorpion god ever is foolish enough to yeah, but get into the ring. He's not. Scorpion god <laughs> Scorpion God is not he, he he's is not, not second in. chancing. <laughs> that guy is not second chancing. My point being, I don't know if I want that deck pad the exiling X times. Right. Right? Like they're gonna do something hideous to me. So the the important things to me about this card are it kills a bristling hydra. Yeah, Hydra's like probably the best forecasting customer. It is card. it's a clean kill on a glory seeker. Right, like glory bringer. Glory bringer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, and a glory seeker. You get both. Uh, but yeah, you probably would never yeah. get a glory yeah. seeker. Well, you get a, but you you do get a glory bringer. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like you know it's weird the cards are like sequenced badly in casting cost this and fumigate because I feel like you want this as your fumigate follow up. But you the problem is you need to not be dead. I understand. I'm saying that I'm just yeah. I'm saying like if this cost five and fumigate cost four, you'd be super happy with this card reasonably happy with this card. If Fumigate costs four? <laughs> I'm uh, playing called, Cast Out. I called, like, called Wrath of God. You know. I mean, like... I'm just... I'm uh, blue-skying here, 
I'm not, you know, I'm no, not yeah. saying that it should. I mean, I'm not, but, I'm not sure if I like this card at all. Interesting. And part of me is just like, this card is insane. And part of me is like, maybe I want to do it to myself. And part of me is just like, I don't know if I like this card at all. I think this card's super powerful. I think, again, being able to deal with a bristle. Like, obviously, you don't want to cast this card in the face of a Whirler Virtuoso and his tumbling Thopter tokens, right? Like, that's, that's going to be terrible. But, you know, there are times where your opponent's just like, you've, you've got some stalled out game and your opponent, like, you could also, the threat of this card could also force your opponent to make worse attacks. <sighs> or the threat of it also maybe makes them keep, like, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of play in this card. I in agree. In terms of how people respond to it I respect don't it. know that if, I just don't know if people are, I hate to say, I don't know if they're smart enough to do that. Like, even like at pro level play, you're just like, eh. Might have settled the wreckage, like you know, <laughs> like I, I I don't know if they're thinking that way, or because because you get back. So, so uh, just to, just for point of comparison, I played in a modern PPTQ this past weekend, and I did not play four copies of Path to Exile on my sideboard. Instead of playing four copies of Path to Exile, I actually added the card Chain to the Rocks to my sideboard. Oh, right? cool. Which like, to the best of my knowledge, nobody's played Chain to the Rocks in modern in a serious deck before. And the first time I played Chain to the Rocks, my opponent's jaw dropped, and he's like, that is awesome. And I'm like, thank you, right? Like, <laughs> And then, you. like, the Still fifth time exiled. I did it, like, my opponent was like, that is awesome, right? And then for all, some people were like, can I read that? I'm like, well, it's Korean. So, <laughs> so no. Unless they were Korean, in which case it was Chinese. Yeah, so. Past top eight magic listeners so will get that. The reference. reason that Chain to the Rocks, so hey, the, the instantness of Path to Exile is a trade-off but the thing is, you actually often want to be casting cards in your own turn anyway, because so you can trigger your monastery swift spear. Sure. It's not. It's. It seems like it's bad, but it's actually it's very non non not as bad as you would think in this deck. But the reason I did this is because very few decks can actually remove a chain to the rocks. Like, like green white can remove it, and uh, they can remove it either with um, uh, Kasali Pride, Ma Pride Mage or Ghost Quarter. But very few other decks can remove it at all. Only like uh, abrupt decay decks, and typically you won't have. Their, their abrupt decays will be in their sideboard in the games that your Chain to the Rocks are coming in. But, like, the reason that it's good is if you're one of the main decks you want to theoretically be Path to Exiling is any kind of Eldrazi deck. How much better this is against a Reality Smasher is you can't, can't even fathom how much better this is against a Reality Smasher. Sure. But separately, you also want it in a lot of fair matchups where they have bigger creatures than you. And the last thing you want to do against some of these decks that have, for example, Tazigar the Golden Fang is to give them operating mana in exchange for their early game creature. So, like, you're like, there's no downside to this that you get in. Like, the amount of downside risk on this is unbelievable. Like, can you imagine doing this to a deck that had, like, I don't know, Sky Sovereign, like you're just handing them the keys to the kingdom. Sure, I, I or the keys to the car. In this I don't case. think. Yeah, I don't think this is a card that you want to play at the front of your at the front of your match. But you want to be getting two or three guys with it, right? Like do you don't you? want, or do you want to be like here's if I'm imagine, only getting one guy, imagine, I'm not choosing this. Imagine card. this card in a world with Ojitai. Dragon Lord Ojitai. Yeah, like. Hexproof, like oh, you, you, I got Uzutai with this. Yeah, or 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 anything. I mean, or you know, just dude, I forgot, man. Life on easy mode. <laughs> like this, this like card, life was on easy mode when you had Uzutai. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is a card that is go maybe not a main deck card, uh, but certainly a very very powerful tool against 
difficult to deal with creatures. I mean, this the, certainly gets rid of this. Also, by the way, deals with the skyship skyship sovereign. So the thing that we were talking about separately is how viable is a blue white control deck versus it's like teamers just seem so stacked to me like off the top. sure the it seems insane teamers great i'm I, I feel pretty confident that the early days of this new standard format you're not going to see a ton of Ixalan because the teamer deck is so good and loses so little it loses i mean it loses lands and just gets different good lands yeah yeah right so but the like it's you know certainly certainly if you're gonna sit down against any round one opponent at like a Star City Open once the set is out, just put them on Teamer. So right, the problem is Teamer gets spell pierce. <laughs> so like any any strategy and that you have strike. has to be. I don't even think they'll play it. But They're I'm not even maxed out the, on a break. They have that option. I'm just like, saying. Like so, you'd have to start from the position of how good is this against Teamer? With spell pierce, because like teamer with spell pierce is that is a scary proposition. Sure. Right. Like the only reason that you were beating them before is because you just like fumigate your hydra and your glory bringer, like untap and like approach the second sons. You could play around like three negates, right? But if they're main decking, like like they could just literally just go like hydra glory bringer, leave up a blue. You're, I don't even know what you can do. Right. Like you're, you're just dead <laughs> like so, so you, you you don't think this is you don't think settle the wreckage is a card no i think you need stuff that like makes them I, I i i think you need to have stuff that's like basically a diabolic edict that's an instant speed card i think that would be good i see like, this doesn't I see, doesn't I see play into their as, hexproof i see this as a one of yeah in the decks that can cast it with more in the sideboard for really tricky matchups and I, but I don't think I don't think this is the mass removal. You're certainly not the. I don't. It's not even think. I just. You, it's not the mass removal you're counting on. So when like when Pad Exile was legal and standard, we did a lot of testing between fair decks and like, like green white against green black or something. Like you could not path their key creature. Like you would be so they would get buried by their planeswalkers if you did that. Like sure. it was so tough. Like and so that that's the thing I'm worried about because. Teamer has so many haymakers. Look, this is all again, so again, equal. So again, my other my other counterpoint to this is again. Remember, I I do feel like people are just going to have a lot of lands in this format and have a lot of mana in so, this format anyway. And there's also a it's just like that they're just here's the they're thing. already going to have all the operating capital no, 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 they no. need. Here's the thing that's different. They lose the the show me lands and the battle lands, right? Right. They gain the check lands, right? What are they called? Like uh, you check if you have a, like a glacial fortress. Type, yeah, 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 right. Those lands are really bad. Uh, like to cast, um, like you you lose opposite color stuff like blue ver blue and red like what you would need for Whirler Virtuoso for example, or blue and green like you would need for Rogue Refiner. But if you set them up with this card, they can just go search for their island in their swamp, and they're just going to lay Scarab God, which they might have had trouble sure, casting. Sure, that's the thing that I'm worried about. Right, like you're actually just fixing them. Right. Again, I don't see this as a card you're casting when your opponent doesn't have the operating capital to do the things their deck wants to do. Really? You think if somebody has like I mean, six energy and they're attacking with you with a Hydra, you just don't just slam this on the ground and hope that it hits? You obviously will do that. You would prefer to fumigate there or do something else yeah. there. But I think your ideal spot for this card is like mop-up duty late in the game where you just don't really care if they have two more mana. I agree. In that situation, I completely agree. And, and also, I, the and, exile is a great clause. And I, th I think this is a card that you're going to see be like 
a one or two of. I don't think it's going to be a card that people rely on. But, I mean, we'll see. All right. Let's keep going. Sheltering Light. This is a card I kind of like. W for an instant. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Scry one. Seems like an outstanding card. It's very similar to... Uh, to uh, Vines of the Basswood, yeah. which like nobody ever gave plus four, plus four. <laughs> but basically, they just use it as a green negate. This will be a white negate in like white X or, you know, white weenie creature decks. Scry one is just awesome. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a Whizbang four of main deck. I think it's probably likely to be maybe a two of main deck, maybe add some for sideboard. Maybe a sideboard card. Unless, sure. unless there's some kind of like key centerpiece creature. So for example, when I played mono white control in Masks Block Constructed, I played Chomano's Blessing, which was white, white uh, for that creature gets protection, but it, it but doesn't make Chomano's Blessing fall off yeah, and yeah, you get yeah. protection from white. Um, just to protect, like I had very few creatures in my deck, but like just being able to operate your Magetta the Lion unfettered was so powerful. Sure. Because I think this would be in a similar vein. If you have like some kind of awesome centerpiece creature that like you don't want to die. Dinosaur Wrath? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, th I think it's a card you're seeing. You know, it, it's not Vines of the Vastwood in the sense that it still lets them target your creature. Uh, it doesn't do anything about minus X, minus X. Oh, it yeah, so bouncing doesn't deal it. with exile, yeah. bounce. But, like, in, I think... So I think probably more sideboard heavy. Uh, you know, leaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Shining Aerosaur. This is a 4W common flying dinosaur with 3-4 stats. So, another 3-4 creature for 5 mana. I think I like it better than the Bad Sarah Angel. <laughs> but still... What it's would it not take? a construction. I was going to say, what would it take for you to you to play that? You're, I'd you're definitely not... play it at WW. Skyblade. Would you play it at WW? <laughs> I would play it at WW. Would you play it at 2 I would play it at WW1. Are you kidding? WW1, that's a great card. 3-4 yeah. flyer? Yeah, I You play 2-3 flyer. Actually, 2-3 flying lifelink... Vigilance. We don't play. We don't that play. Way. Yeah, so I don't know if we. <laughs> That's play why that. I said might. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Aerial responder, uh, skybladed legion, one W for a one three flyer vampire soldier. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Better or worse than omen speaker? That's the bar that I have for one threes for one and a. One, Way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way worse. It has vampire tribal stuff that can go. It doesn't on. let me look at the top of my library. <clears throat> all right. Slash of Talons, W for an instant. Slash of Talons deals two damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Uh, Impeccable Timing does three. Uh, Sandblast does five. So it's way worse at than two. Condemn. Yeah, at two and three. Nah, too narrow. It doesn't kill. It doesn't kill utility creatures. Like you know, I mean, but then think about a card like. Um, uh, what, what was the card that was like B for minus two, minus two? Disfigure. Disfigure. Yeah. Like, like, is this is this just like a card that you? Is it is this a card that could find room in the sideboard? Like in my lifetime. Yeah, your opponent goes Bowman Courier, and you're know, like. <laughs> in my life. Oh, actually, maybe it's good in. You know. Yeah. Go get. Your, maybe it's a great sideboard card in approach. Actually, that's. I would that's love to saying. do this to a to a. Or Shaker Kenra or. Or a, or a Long Tusk Cub. Yeah. Love to do that to a Long Tusk Cub. Yeah. Actually, maybe. I mean, Condemn would be whiz-bang four of, right? Like, sign me the F like, up. I don't love this card, but I could see a place where I'm like, ugh, I, I think I need to sideboard some slasher talents. All I'm saying is, like, in my lifetime, you know what card is always gets disfigured? Grim Lavamancer. And that guy's never in the red zone. 
He just sits. Oh, he does. He attacks. He attacks. This oh man, I would, I would, I, I'd, I'd get your Grimlock man. You'd, you'd attack me with it on turn one. Only if I had lethal burn in my hand. Come on. All right, steadfast Armasaur. Uh, three W for two three. Dinosaur. Vigilance. One W and tap. But we don't have to sacrifice it, so that's good. <laughs> steadfast Armasaur deals damage equal to its toughness to target creature blocking or blocked by it. So it's a weird, like, ballista type of thing. Oh my god, this is so much text. <laughs> so it deals three damage. Yes. So I block, deal three damage to it. Like, limit, limit I mean, this card, like, first pickable. Limited, limited ace. Yeah, first pickable and limited, right? I don't know. I have no opinion on this card. I mean, it's no bloodbath waiting to happen. But. Mm. I'm uh, telling you, I like the white and two gain four life draw card right now. <laughs> that's 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 where my head's at. Uh, Sunrise Seeker, another five mana creature. Four W for a three three human scout. Vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, it explores. So it could be a four four for five. Could be a three three for five Borderland Ranger. This is too much for a Borderland Ranger, yeah, too, my friend. Too much. Borderland Ranger is already too much for a Borderland Ranger, right? Uh, Territorial Hammer Skull. Great name. 2W for 2-3 Dinosaur. It's also a common. Whenever Territorial Hammer Skull attacks, tap target creature and opponent controls. This card's a limited all-star. Um, yeah, so it's like the white version of this a is... on-crop crasher without haste. Yeah. Yeah, I love this card. I mean, I... You know, you're gonna play this... <laughs> No. 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 It's a cheap dinosaur, though. Uh, Tukatli Honor Guard. 1W for a 1-3. Wow, this card's interesting. Uh, death and Taxes, anyone? Uh, rare. It's a human soldier. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Well, that would also make it so your Stoneforge Mystic and your <laughs> and your Flicker Wisp wouldn't trigger. Well, you know, there's a price to be paid. Um, so... What creatures do we want to... How about anything that gets energy? They a lot of... Let's see. How about I put this down and you're like, oh man, I have this really great Whirler Virtuoso. It's two, three. So it stops that and Hydra. Yeah, Hydra also comes down. Doesn't give you energy. You got to get your energy other ways. You can still get energy. Well, they don't have a lot of... So Long Tusk Cub is contained by this. Correct. So that's yeah, interesting. This card's good. I, I mean, it's you okay. Know, I think it's certainly one of the better white cards. You know, it's a powerful ability. I mean, the number of playable white cards we've we've stacked up isn't so high. Okay. Vampire Zeal, W for an instant, so it's competing against Slash of Talons here. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. If it's a vampire, it gains first strike until end of turn. Eh. Awakening Sun's Avatar. This sounds awesome, right? Five WWW. So eight total. Eight total for a seven seven. When Weakening Sun's Avatar enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, destroy all non-dinosaur creatures. How good is this card? So you have to cast it from your hand. Yes. Right? So you can potentially cast it for slightly cheaper with some of the with the like the, the, the O3 guy. Yeah, the cost reducing things. Uh, I think they had to... You can also explore... I mean, you can also not explore, but uh, make treasure. And you can also use your ramp plans. Yeah, so the thing is that they had to do some kind of clause like this. 
Um, I think it's a little inelegant. I would rather have made it a cast trigger. Uh, sure. Right, especially since it's all other... Like, not, it doesn't kill dinosaurs, it doesn't kill itself. Right. So it's no big deal. But we think we'd rather do a cast trigger because C CIP trigger or whatever, 187 trigger, whatever you want to call it, EO, ETB trigger, Yeah. is uh, it's a little, you know, it's a little choppy from my perspective. I don't think there's much difference in the, the gameplay. Um, I think that one of the possible applications is to use this as a finisher in control decks. Uh, but eight is... Control decks are like never gonna get the discount, right? So, I think Wait, the control the control deck just wants to be casting approach the second sun, yeah. Instead of this, right? Like, yeah. So like gaining seven life versus killing their non dinosaurs at that stage of the game are probably equivalent. Yeah, and it, wouldn't you rather just use your like eighth mana to opt and see if you could get like either get too closer or just yeah. get the yeah, approach, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, there's another approach there, sweet. You know, like that's that's I think what you'd rather be doing. So. Like I, I think that this is probably to be played in some sort of like hyper ramping dinosaur deck because this is clearly this is supposed to be one of the big cards in the set. I right, think, right, right, yeah. But we just don't know what it is yet, right? So, I, I assume that it's great, but I don't know how it's great yet, right? Like, does that make any sense? Sure. I, I mean, I. Not in love with it, but it's a it's a lot of mana. All right, so let's not do any double face. You don't want to do you want to no. save those even yeah, though we've 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 referenced it. Yeah, a let's times. do them with lands. Right, they they all flip into lands anyway, right? Sure. Okay, so let's let's do them with lands. Um, uh, so what what are your favorite white cards? I actually I love that I love that white and two. You you like the survival cash? Yeah. I actually think it's what what I want. Is it an instant or a sorcery? It's an instant. I think it's exactly what I want to do in life. Right? Like, you leave up mana. You could potentially be threatening to cast a, a, a Supreme Will. Is that the name of it? Yeah. But instead, I just do this. Yeah, it's called Ritual of Rejuvenation. Yeah. 2W, gain four life, draw a card. I think, like, my centerpiece card is going to be Ritual of Rejuvenation. But you can also be just playing... The, the other the cycling card that gains life but I could just play both right so the thing is like what you want is redundancy ability to keep your life total high not high enough that you're you don't always have to be at 20 right you just have to be above one okay right. so the, those and then the ability to draw into your lands so that you can cast your insanely expensive seven drop and also later in the game just help you cycle into your other spells so that you can um so that you can uh, get to uh, your second approach to second sons faster, right? That's another thing you might want to do. Subtly, every card that you... So this is like the same as a removal card if your purpose is just to bridge your life total into the point that you're getting to your fumigate. It's the same, right? So we don't have to right. even think about it as being um, so different. But then we just get to the point that we get to our... Uh, uh, more more cards in our graveyard for the purposes of flipping search for Escanta. That's uh I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna uh, brew up a version of uh, blue a uh, blue white approach to the second sons that features this card and maybe we'll attach that to, to this episode. Okay. I think I think that all those themes together are actually, you know, could be could be uh synergistic. I wish that is there another life payout that we can do? That's the only thing I'd ask. What do you mean by a life payout? Um, so, actually, maybe we'll go horse tribal and sideboard. 
right? Like, if oh, I, I see had, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, approach the second sons. This, um, maybe I would even actually. I mean, you can still just play. You can still just play the authority of the councils too. Well, I think that's more of a cyber card, but I think I'd play the Grixis land that gains life when it comes into play because I want it, it, the eternal. It gives you access to blue for one. Separately and subtly, you actually want access to black for Cassandra the Oblivion. Right, and in previous versions we had that off of Aether Hub, but I actually don't mind getting it, getting the black off of the Grixis land. Just like maybe play like one, we play one Aether Hub and four Grixis lands. It's okay because we're no longer checking for planes and islands because we no longer have check lands. Right. Oh wait, we do. We have them from Glacial Fortress, but that's any even one will trigger for every Glacial Fortress sure, in the future. Sure. So that's actually very very easy. I like Takatli Honor Guard. I think that's the card that's most interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, out of white so far, anyway. Um, Non-double-faced variety. Um, just just a very powerful game-warping effect and the ability to, like, really maybe hopefully shut down the energy decks that are going to be really popular. Like, you know, if there's a good... I mean, this might even be good in the deck you're talking about. Uh, you know, if you're, like, looking for a way to stall out the energy decks that just are able to come down so quickly. Could be. Yeah, you know, this comes out on turn two. Body, you know, kind of is a good defensive body against a long tusk cub that doesn't have any energy to work with. I don't know. I kind of like it. I'd believe it. I think like one three for two is a great defensive body. Yeah. Awesome against Earth, Earth Shaker Kenra. Awesome against Bomac Courier. It's, it's kind of weird though, right? Like normally we think of a card that costs two and has an ability like this as a hate bear. Yeah. But it's a one three. It's like a hate turtle. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a hate speaker. Yeah, 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 hate speaker. Oh my god, it's a it's a hate speaker it and it's and it's it's white. Yeah. I don't know about this Brian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, well. I think that you're gonna be wearing a t shirt of it of you know Wonder Woman punching this guy in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's I think it's an interesting card that can have a, a pretty big impact on what I think is gonna be the best deck in standard week one. Okay. Which is team runner. I think the fact that it also contains Earthshaker, Kender, and Bowman Courier is that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright, so that's white for Exelon. Only took us an hour and a half, and we didn't even like that many of the cards. Goodbye.